Lack of Clarity, Noise to Narrative. It is Tuesday, January 9th, and it is time for some rare bits. Today we have a true visionary joining us. He is the founder behind the massively popular Campi Panda brand, Ice Bags. He is always innovating, whether turning companies around, launching new ventures, or just keeping the shit real on his overdog Joe. I'm hoping our chat gives insiders just a look at his journey, and I hope it sparks a fire inside of you. Before we get into it, I am just going to run through a quick market update. So these are some of the things that I think are important. Today, the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, it cracked 76. That's up five from yesterday. We are now in extreme fear greed zone. Watch this climb as ETF news comes in. NFT sentiment is up just a bit. We're still cold at 31 degrees. FOMO fever grips the market. Everybody is waiting for the ETF anticipation. Ethereum is quietly trying to steal the show with whales accumulating billion-dollar stashes. Polygon steals the limelight for the first time in NFT land. Sandeep, I am rooting for you. And NVIDIA brings AI to gaming. Apple drops a new VR headset. And Ninja Alerts adds a retro twist to the SNES. That is our market lowdown. Now let's mix things up. We are going to talk to Ice Bags. Let me set the stage, sir. Um, share like a concise three-minute headline of your origin story. How did the Ice Bags journey kick off? And then following that, we are going to dive into some fast and furious questions to deliver some gems to the listeners. And my aim is always to ignite inspiration in people and help them find conviction. And I'm confident that your story will do that. Ice, the mic is yours. Talk to us, my friend. How are you? Doing good, brother. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, it also sounds like you're eating Fritos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm in my car and it's raining. Oh, so holy shit. I'm, I'm on, uh, yeah, I'm on Bluetooth. Well, we love it. But yeah, so, so. Yeah, so quick three-minute origin story. Uh, you know, uh, I built several businesses before getting into crypto. Um, as you said, I'm not maybe the youngest on the block. I'm not the oldest either, though, motherfucker. Um, so, like, oldest. Um, and then just kind of a serial entrepreneur from there. Got into crypto full-time pretty much in 18. Uh, dipped my toes in, fell in love with it, realized how kind of crazy a space it was and, and kind of the, the bright future that it held. Um, so I've been in crypto full-time since early 18. Um, you know, we, we launched the, the CanPi project, what, about 18 months ago, probably closing in on two years ago. I think it was like around April. Um, so I've been working, you know, diligently on that for the last, you know, almost two years at this point. But yeah, we've, uh, that's kind of my quick foray, uh, a little bit about me, you know, family guy, um, business owner, uh, somebody that just, you know, grinds and, and hustles and have for my whole life. So it's no different with what we're doing now. Dude, I love you being concise. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull some nuggets out. Uh, I put some questions together that I think are going to just paint a, an interesting picture and they're going to let listeners find the wisdom in a bunch of the decisions that you make as you have. Yeah. You have just made an imprint, not only on the NFT land, but in UFC land, as far as your business career leading up to all of these decisions. So I'm excited to get into it. Are you ready? Absolutely. Let's roll. Okay, here we go. Crypto regulation, friend or foe? Uh, friend. Have you ever broken a bone? Yes. Do you cry watching movies? No. Would you ever bungee jump? I have. First car? Uh, Jeep Cherokee. 
You ever lie about your age? No. Have you ever butt dialed someone? Absolutely. Greatest UFC fighter of all time? John Jones. What is the plan of attack to turn companies around? Is there a playbook that you go by? Culture. Culture and, uh, you know, using people in the right way. How do you manage your time across multiple companies? <sighs> Nearly impossible, um, but I've done it for, what, 16, 17 years at this point. So just kind of used to it at this point. Biggest lesson you've learned from your son? From my son? Yes. Ooh. Um, have fun and enjoy yourself and don't sweat the, the small things. Okay. Talk to me about the community reaction to the amazing point system that you've incorporated into your ecosystem. It's been great. We've, we've had it for, uh, I think it launched in March of this year. Um, it's heavily utilized by you know, most of the market participants. So I would say it's been a home run. Okay. Can you share a memorable moment or experience in working with the UFC fighters and the CanPod brand? There's so many. Um, cornering, cornering Mike Perry and Bare Knuckle against Eddie Alvarez probably takes the cake. How do you intertwine NFTs, physical goods, and combat sports in the future? Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's essentially a funnel. You're you're trying to reach millions and millions of people, maybe that that aren't familiar with NFTs or they don't have an interest in NFTs, and then slowly, you know, turning those people. Um, it's no different than uh, you know what Pudgy Penguins is doing with toys. We're just doing it with a with an adult audience that has to do with combat sports. But yeah, it's a large funnel up top, and then you're driving them down to the website and then you know training them, teaching them about NFTs. Talk to me about what attracted you to clothing industry. Uh, I, I, I was in manufacturing at the age of 20. I lived in Mexico for five years and, and ran a sewing factory. Um, so I've always kind of been intertwined in that. My wife was a, a buyer for a high-end uh, boutique and flew to Milan and, and everywhere else and, and, uh, and bought clothing for these boutiques. So it's just been a part of my life since I was a, a young guy. For listeners who might not know, talk to us about some of the big names UFC fighters that you have repping the Canpipe brand. Yeah, John Jones obviously is the biggest. Uh, Mighty Mouse, uh, Ilya Tapuria that's fighting Volkanovski in February for the title. Uh, Mike Perry, the king of violence, you know, biggest bare knuckle fighter. Um, I mean, on and on and on. Dude, and, and I just want to double click on that for a sec. The the recent takeoff of just the bare knuckle fighting. Um, what's interesting about it, and I think this this is kind of across the board with the UFC. It's funny how. Initially, you might watch this and just think it's pure violence, but you get adjusted and you begin to see the sportsmanship in it. Um, it's it's on full display with most of these guys. It is, you, it is pure you, violence. It is pure, unadulterated <laughs> violence. And and just to okay, show the so growth, just show the growth of that. Mighty Mouse just put out a video like last week and named Mike Perry as fighter of 2023 across all combat sports. What led you to start the uh, popular Overdogs UFC podcast? It was just one of those things that I had the connections and I was like, you know, we had we had the clothing brand going. We had the connections to all the fighters. Um, and it was just one of those things like, let's take a stab at it. Right. And we did. And it just kind of took off immediately. Um, I think it was, you know, part planning, part luck, as as most things are. Um, but, yeah, when you can get, you know, if you look at like back at who we've had on the show, I mean, our very first show was Sean Strickland. Um, who's obviously the middleweight champ. And we've had, you know, DJ on there. We did the longest interview in 15 years with with John Jones. Um, we had, you know, Ilya Tapuria on there. 
Uh, we've had just every, you know, every major superstar. We, we filmed with Rampage Jackson that hasn't been released yet. We had Ariel Hawani, who does no other shows other than his, than his own. Uh, we did Jamal Hill that hasn't released yet, who's the 205 champ. Well, gave up his belt because of a torn uh, Achilles. But, I mean, we've had, you know, you name it. Everyone has been a fucking superstar. So, you know, when you get those kind of people, it's, it's you know, as long as you don't fuck it up, you got, you got a chance at success. And having Mike Perry on there does not hurt. Biggest win in the space so far. Oh, biggest win in the space so far. Uh, biggest win in the space so far. Bought a shit ton of link in, in, in like 18 at the bottom and, and made a fortune on that. Probably my biggest win. And biggest loss. Oof. Um, buying hundreds and hundreds, well, seven figures worth of completely worthless NFTs. <laughs> okay. You know, okay. We're, we're, we're not going to scratch that right now. <laughs> and, because what my next question is actually talk to me about what really excites you about NFTs. I mean, just, just the, the, the digital ownership of it, right? Like whether you want to consider it a, a digital club, you know, um, and I compare this a lot because, you know, I'm a golfer um, and have been for years. And, you know, I, I try to explain this to the older crowd that, that maybe would, would understand the scenario. And it's like, you know, you go and join a golf club and you pay a $10,000 membership and you pay, you know, $700 a month and you pay a fucking cart fee every time you go out, yada, yada, yada. And then whenever you're done with that, you have no opportunity to, 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 to sell it. The club just takes it back, right? You don't actually own anything. Um, and there's a lot of clubs and, and things that, that kind of follow the same business model, and this completely flips it on its head. So, you know, for us, we, we're very multifaceted, but part of it is being part of an exclusive club, right? We do all kinds of crazy events. We have a suite at, you know, Allegiant Stadium for all the Raiders games and concerts, and we do a lot of, like, in real life stuff. So if you look at it just in that fashion alone, that really excites me. Talk to me about any upcoming collabs that you have with the UFC fighters that fans can look forward to. Yeah, so we're going to be launching, I'd say the biggest one by far, is we're going to be launching our own uh, In Real Life Fight League. So um, I've gone into it a little bit, but not in, not in too much detail, but we're going to be raising on this very, very soon. Uh, we're in legals right now, uh, but Mike Perry is going to be the face of it. It's going to be something completely different than anybody's seen before. Um, it's not bare knuckle, but it's going to be very violent. Um, and we're going to be launching that. Canpai is going to own part of their own fight league. Uh, and we've got, you know, major, major players involved in that. And Icebags, you get to see a lot of these fighters up close and personal, talk to me about what fighters need to be successful, not only inside the ring, but outside the ring to kind of hold it together. I think a lot of it, it's in business that is that is hectic. It's in the crypto market that's hectic. It's in UFC fighting that's hectic. There has to be this balance that you need to find. Talk to me about any strengths that you've seen these guys exemplify. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all mental, just like everything else. It's any, whether it's business, whether it's sports, whether it's UFC, whether it's golf, it doesn't matter. 99% of it is mental, right? There's, there's so many guys that are training on the planet right now that have, that have these skill sets that probably outweigh others. Um, but when it comes down to it, it's like, can you be broken? Um, you know, do you, do you dwell on losses for too long? Um, so it, it's, it's, it's 99% mental. You know, it's Babe Ruth has a, has a quote that says it's really tough to beat somebody who doesn't quit. You need that mental fortitude just to never stop fighting. So, so talk to me about the biggest, 
go ahead, go ahead. I didn't mean to. Correct. Yeah. So, so, so being around Mike Perry has probably shown me that more than anything. Cause I got, you know, I've worked out with him and I've trained with him and, and it's just like the guy does not fucking quit. And I'm over here gasping for breath. Right. And he's looking at me and he's going, he's like, he's like, cardio is all mental. And I'm like, it's not, I can't even fucking breathe, you know, but that's <laughs> the way these guys are built. And it's the same thing. Like, like if you look at golf, for example, there's, there's a, there's a million golfers on the planet who could be playing on the PGA tour, but when they stand over that four foot putt, they can't make it right. It's just mental. Biggest opportunities for business growth coming up this Oof. year. Uh, Fight League is going to, it has massive potential um, and everything tied that we've got tied to it. So everything that we've built has a, has a purpose, right? So whether it's uh, Overdogs Bets, we've also got Overdogs Bets, uh, or I mean, sorry, Overdogs uh, Podcast, you know, that's going to feed um, the Fight League. Uh, it's also going to feed the Overdogs Bet app that we're launching. Uh, we're launching a completely different uh, MMA betting app. We're actually, I hired a team from the, from uh, Berkshire deep statistical learning. We're creating our own lines, which almost nobody does. It's a huge risk, uh, but all of it ties together. So whether it's the fight league, whether it's, you know, overdogs bets uh, podcast, we're also launching uh, overdogs Espanol for the Latin American market uh, with Yoel Romero hosting. Um, we'll continue to build off of that. We've got like two or three more shows for CanFi Media that are going to be launching here, Q1, Q2, that we're already working on that I think have huge potential. But it's just tying everything together um, in a way that, you know, the whole ecosystem supports it. And, and you know what, I suppose it's, it's interesting. You have this underlying conviction in CanPi Pandas, similar, I think, to Gary B's conviction in, in BeFriends. So just, just that it's, it's, it has the opportunity to be something magical and long-lasting. Talk to me about your five, 10-year vision for CanPi Pandas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a short-term thinker. Um, everything we've done as far as laying the groundwork and, and kind of what we've got upcoming uh, is, is massive revenue plays uh, that tie together. Uh, I would love to, you know, have a fight league that's, you know, uh, obviously that's going to be very big and, and have great pay-per-view numbers or it's sold off to, you know, a, a larger company in the next, you know, five to 10 years. Um, that's, that's one goal of mine. Uh, another is CanPi Media becoming one of the leading, like, you know, combat sports outlets uh, on the planet, which is, you know, potentially huge, huge, uh, you know, revenue. You're looking at, you know, media companies are worth a lot of fucking money for a reason, uh, especially when you can tie them to a gambling app, when you're when your core audience is that 20 to, to 30 year old, you know, 20 to 40 year old, uh, you know, degenerate, just like Barstool. That's why Barstool was worth worth so much, you know, to Penn at that point. Um, and combat sports is, is the fastest growing sport on the planet. It's already the third largest sport on the planet behind soccer and NBA. Um, and I think I feel like it's very underserved as far as the media side goes um it's a lot of journalistic stuff and and we're taking a completely different approach you know to to the media side touch on finding conviction through tough entrepreneurial times you just have to have a belief in 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 what you're doing right so if i sit down and i say okay you know overdogs is is going to work and 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 we don't get you know the views that we want in the beginning You've got to be able to to hold hold true to to what you th you know you, what you think is right, right? And then and then as as problems come up, if if it if it doesn't play out like you thought it would, just change the you know slightly change the game plan, change the game plan, but but hold the hold the conviction. Conviction is the biggest thing for me as an entrepreneur. If you get into the into the kind of habits of well, if it doesn't work really quickly, then you just move on and try something else. I think you're fucked in the long run. Um, a conviction to me is, as an entrepreneur is the number one uh, attribute to have. I appreciate that. Have you ever felt like you didn't belong or weren't capable of being at the table? No. 
Okay. Tell me about a time when you surprised yourself with your own resilience. Oof. Um, I would say early on, right? Uh, when I started my first business, I was like 26, 27 years old. I uh, didn't have a pot to piss in. I had a pregnant wife uh, at home. I, I quit a job, a sales job making six figures because I fucking hated it um, and started my own business. Made like $30,000 my first year, made about $50,000 my second year, and I just kept grinding. I was working 14-hour days with a pregnant wife and, and at that point probably a small baby. Um, so at that, at that, that was probably like the first time where I was like, okay, you know, I can, I can make shit happen. How do you quiet your inner critic? Mm -hmm. It can be tough at times, right? Um, you know, I think everybody is really their harshest critic. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's a little bit of like done it for so long and I'm a little bit, you know, I'm 41 years old. Um, I've been kind of criticizing myself for so long that I know when to uh, quiet it. And I also know when to listen to it. Camp I pandas. You guys are on ETH, soul, Bitcoin. Is there, are there any chains Camp I Panda is not on? So we launched on eight total chains. Uh, we were one of the first, I think we were the third total layer zero project uh, behind Ghostly Ghosts and Tiny Dinos. Uh, we obviously and 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 that's the omni. So if you want to double tap yep. on that as well, because I think it is something that is going to envelop the yep. ecosystem. Quite yeah, well. yeah. So you're seeing you're seeing a lot of people talk about it now. Um, we were one of the first early ones to do it. Uh, it's it's powered by Layer Zero. It's omni chain. So NFT, you can move your NFT from chain to chain to chain um, and hold them where you want. And and the kind of the downside protection is that you know if you run into an FTX fiasco or say Phantom or something goes down, you know, in a year from now you're not fucked. You you can still move your NFTs off. Um, upside is we don't know the full upside yet, but one of them is we don't know where the NFT liquidity is going to be like, where, look at where Bitcoin is now, right? Now everybody's talking about ordinals, but there may be a chain in two years where like it sucks up 99% of the NFT liquidity. And I want my people with my collection to be able to have the freedom to go there and, 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 you know, move, move their NFTs. If you could organize a dream UFC matchup past, present, Ooh. What what would be just a brilliant fight to see, man? I think I think Peak John and Peak Steak and, and Peak Stepe would be phenomenal. Um, Stepe is scary. Yeah, like Peak Peak Stepe and Peak John, like like John at twenty five and and maybe maybe Stepe at like you know thirty two or whatever he is. I think he's a little older than John, or maybe maybe twenty eight. I think he's like three years older than John. How old is John Jones now? Uh, thirty. It's like thirty eight, bro. Okay. I think Steve was like 41. And, and, and how many years do you think John has left in the tank? One or two. Scariest risk you've taken? You know, Can Pie Pandas was, was up there. I mean, I put, you know, I put $600,000 of my own money into a mint that was completely fucking dead at the time uh, with, with really not a whole lot of uh, glimmer of hope uh, at, the, at the time. So I would say it's one of the bigger ones. How did you deal with, with your, your family in with, with that decision to, to jump into NFTs like that. And I, I know that it probably happened off some of that elation that was surrounding um, the Yuga ecosystem at the time. It seemed to tap into everybody's decision-making process. So, uh, I mean, I don't even have these discussions with my wife. Um, I, I make the decisions and, and she rolls oh, with it. Yeah, she doesn't care. I mean, <laughs> look, I've been, I've been taking, I've been taking care of the family for, for long enough that she's got full trust in whatever I want to do. So that's not even a concern. Okay. Should college be free? Uh, I mean, you know, it depends on how it's going to be paid for. How long could you live without your phone? Fuck, an hour. Alien life, yes or no? Yes. Can people really change? Yes. Has social media been good for society? No. Optimist or realist? Realist. Finish this sentence. To be a profitable trader, you need? Huh. Strategy. 
do you ever use technical analysis and chart patterns in your trades? Yes. Do you have a TikTok? No. Do you have a motorcycle license? No. Biggest mistake beginners make entering the NFT ecosystem. Ooh, thinking it's going to be easy. What originally attracted you to crypto trading? The money. You think IRL events are important? Yes, very. Should blockchain tech be integrated into social media? No. Ever missed a birthday celebration for your loved ones? Yes. Talk to me about the importance of risk management. You have a shit ton going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, I, 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 I'm way over to the right side when it comes to risk management. Um, I, I have enough people around me that kind of can, can reel me in at times. But yeah, it's important, especially when you're starting out, right? Because capital preservation is important. Um, as you build a capital stack, then, then obviously you're able to, you know, up your risk management or up your risk uh, appetite. And Icebergs, how do you define a successful life? Family, friends, um, downtime, hobbies, people you love. Advice for aspiring entrepreneurs. Make make a decision and stick with it. Conviction again. It, it is in the heading of your profile. Icebags, I appreciate it so much. That is the show. You made it to the other side. I thank you for that. I'm excited to see what you build this year. You left us inspired, and I so appreciate that, my friend. Remember, the rabbit hole runs deep. Get your daily dose of crypto clarity in my Substack. Check out Rare Bits and Overdogs podcast wherever you podcast. Check out Rare Bits Live and Can Pipe Panda Media on YouTube. Warning, Rare Bits may cause hodling. Ice bags, thank you so much for joining me on this venture, man. Thank you so appreciate much. Appreciate you, brother. Have fun.